As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. What's up? Welcome back to Spin Rate, the Athletics Toronto Blue Jays podcast. My name is Drew Ferris for this week. We're talking about your sweep avoiding Toronto Blue Jays. We do that twice a week here on The Athletic. You don't have to subscribe to The Athletic to listen to the show, but if you do, we appreciate it. And you should go to theathletic.com slash spin rate and subscribe. If you don't already, you get an ad-free version of the show as well as you can read everything you would ever want to read about the Blue Jays, about every team in baseball, about the NBA draft, about the Raptors, whatever it is, your whatever is your fancy, the upcoming uh, soccer season in England, soccer coverage, exceptional here in the athletic. Go over there and subscribe. Subscribe to the show that I said we do twice a week. And we do it once with me and Kayla McGrath, who covers the Blue Jays for the athletic. And we do one a week with me and former Blue Jays all-star Ricky Romero, who joins me today to talk about the Blue Jays. Ricky, good afternoon. Good morning where you are. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, I'm glad the Jays avoided the sweep because my mentions were going crazy about this team and it just seems to be like it's an <laughs> every week thing um uh, as soon as um obviously the, this past weekend I you t- I know you talked to Caitlin about it this about this past weekend and the Yankees and stuff like that but you and I haven't really talked about it but it almost seems like the Yankees came in and everyone was like oh maybe we're not as good as we thought we were and the Yankees are the real deal so um <clears throat> It's it's yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then you go to Chicago and you lose the first two um, and you lose a heartbreaker, you know, two days ago, too. I mean, that I get it. And I talked about it on the fan 590 this morning. I get it. The umpire was shitty. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about that. But you still had a 4-2 lead in the bottom of the nine with two outs and you didn't seal the deal, which, you know, most of the time, the way Romano has closed games. He's been pretty solid, you know, for, for, for the most part. So it's just one of those things where, you know, people were blaming the umpire. You should see my adventures, dude. It was crazy. It was like, oh, the umpire this. It, I, we're going to blame it on the umpire. We're going to blame it on the And I'm like, no, man, you still had a 4-2 lead with two outs. Like, that's normally pretty automatic right there. It's game over. Boom. We're going home. We're having a couple beers. Done. We, were, we, we got a chance to win the series tomorrow. But it didn't happen like that. So, um, again, I mean, we can blame the umpires all we want. But. As big leaguers, as a former big leaguer and guy that has dealt with with shitty umpires, 
you just have to be able to overcome that. Yes, the balls to Espinal were out. They were on the outer half, and it could have been 5-2 in the bottom of the ninth, all that stuff. We can look at all that, but again, 4-2, two outs, bottom of the ninth. You had every chance to win the ball game, and you just we, they didn't seal the deal. We'll talk about all those things. <laughs> we will talk about that series in Chicago. We'll talk about the umpires. We'll talk about the bullpen, all these things that have come together. But, you know, when Caitlin and I spoke, I, one thing I said, and Cam, producer Cam, you've made a note here because it's important to note when I am right, because it happens rarely enough that it's worthy of inclusion <laughs> in our game, in our rundown. But Monday, we said, we said, don't overestimate. Don't look past the White Sox, right? You know, the Blue Jays are coming off a what was a, an important and kind of emotionally valid win against the Yankees coming back, you know, having gotten beat bad both the Friday and Saturday to come back to, to win the game Sunday. And I think that the, the day game here this, this week, Wednesday against the White Sox felt sort of similar where having, having had that heartbreaker or having, uh, you know, lost the first two of the series, avoiding the sweep uh, might not, you know, you would rather win two or three than lose two or three, but you sure are glad to get that last one. Um, Especially I think given the way that the Blue Jays did, did perform that uh, on Wednesday, scoring a bunch of runs to Bobby Shett with the grand slam, uh, kind of getting out there ahead of it and and putting it beyond doubt where there is a, maybe a lack of uh, confidence right now within the bullpen. But I think you 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 hit the nail on the head with with the bullpen or the the umpire. Obviously, the umpiring issues were were uh, were significant. The the I don't know if you have ever seen. I'm sure you had it was. Oh, you yeah. mentioned your mentions were full of the ump scorecards account, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, which has been retweeted almost 3000 times the ump scorecard from that day um where Doug Eddings who has been uh, lambasted of course uh well, there was some stat tracker type site said that more um more missed pitches in that game than any game in the last 3 years um just really not you know not his best day but i the one thing i will say is that the zone was consistent everybody was everybody it was hated it. And yes. it, it it was inconsistent in that it the 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 significance of the calls weighed against the Blue Jays, right? The Blue Jays paid a greater pr- price, but you know what we really saw that day, and the, and the thing that made the difference was the fact that that Jordan Romano was not effective, right? No. He didn't he was not he didn't have his his good stuff. He didn't have his good command, and uh, and the Blue Jays got beat by it. I mean, it was uh, really disappointing, and you you know you hope for for that Jordan Romano can bounce back. Am I going to be more like the guy that we've seen, but that was a really rocky outing and just uh, kind of typified what happened in the game as they then sort of traded runs a little bit here and there in the extra innings. Blue Jays benefited again from somebody deciding not to walk uh, uh, <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but just a, uh, a really disappointing game, but, but I think a lot to build on, but, the number one thing, let's talk real before we get any further about that bullpen. Uh, the calls are getting louder and louder for the Blue Jays to kind of strengthen the bullpen. Uh, you know, we've there have been some names, you know, Sergio Romo um, is a name that's kind of out there, but which is, you know, obviously a guy who's done it before, a guy with an amazing track record. But I don't think the Blue Jays need another guy like him in the bullpen. I think they need a, another guy who can come in and blow people away and get those strikeouts that they were sort of lacking at times this week. Yeah. Um, and Sergio Romo is a really, really good friend of mine, really like close friend of mine. But yeah, I mean, when you have an Adam Simber, um, already in the bullpen who, who, uh, and I'm not saying him, Sergio Romo, obviously his track record is way above and beyond, but you're almost catching the tail end of Sergio's career right now. And, um, 
the bullpen is a concern. I feel like the the, the it, it over the past six games, it's gotten exposed more and more. I mean, you look at even the Yankee series. Trent Thornton, you know, he had he was having a great uh, after his his uh, recall when he got recalled back up. It's like he got on a roll, and then the Yankees exposed him a little bit, and then. Um, yesterday we see Adam Simber get exposed a little bit and it's just like, it's almost like it's trickling down. And I mean, I guess, you know, if you have one guy that's kind of been consistent is David Phelps and he's a veteran in that bullpen. Mm. Um, and the guy who gets, who, who's not necessarily the high leverage guy, but he's the, yeah. we need, we need two outs now. And David now, yeah. Him. Yeah. And it, it's obviously a concern. And I feel like everywhere it's talked about on every radio show, on every TV show mm-hmm. in Toronto. Um, and just being there, uh, last week, it was like, that was one of the main topics. How, how do, how do, how do the Blue Jays go about strengthening this bullpen? Because, um, we look at the Yankee bullpen <laughs> and, it's, and it's full of power arms. And you've mentioned it before. Like they just, every guy that comes and it's not necessarily velocity. Velocity is not going to win you games, but the way that they do it. I mean, these guys come in with velocity, good control, and they ready, they're ready to just go, go for the kill. Boom. Mm-hmm. Like. There's no, you're not throwing out a guy that's like going to be all over the plates. It's like these guys come in and, and they're going to attack you. And then obviously we talked a little bit about that, even the Orioles bullpen, the back end of that bullpen and those guys that they were throwing. And I'm like, where, where are those guys in the Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jay organization? Where, where are they? Like, why are we missing those type of guys? Like, how are we, how are we missing those guys? And is there something that, um, do we have anybody in AAA? Do we have anybody that can come up and kind of blow the doors? They brought in that. The, the Castillo kid and it's almost mm-hmm. like mm, I mean he got pretty badly greeted into the big leagues I mean wow what a what is what, what he, got, he got a, he got the most this is Caitlin and I talked about this he got the most like welcome to the show greeting of all time where it's like Kyle Gashioka and Marvin Marvin Gonzalez <laughs> right like, and it wasn't even the, the heart of the lineup that was yeah that's, that, that's what was crazy and it's like okay you you look at the stuff and you're like mm, I don't know I don't know in 92 93 this is what I'll say. So the Sergio Romo obviously is a, is an interesting guy, but I think he's an interesting kind of touch point in this conversation because Sergio Romo was a key point of three world, three world series teams. Yeah. Three, three rings. Three. And so in 2012, he was like the full on closer 2014. He was more of like a, just a high leverage guy moved around, but those giants bullpens were different, right? They were, they were similar to the way the blue Jays bullpen has been. It was Javier Lopez, you know, left-handed mm-hmm. some submarine guy. It was, uh, Jeremy Affelt, you know, just guys from all different angles, guys yeah. that didn't blow you away. But 2014, when of course the Angel or the Giants did win the World Series, they were up against that Kansas City team that sort of a knocked out the Blue Jays the following year, but was the prototype and the model for the what bullpens look like now. Yeah, right. Multiple guys, power pitchers. They again, not necessarily all velocity. Wade Davis's thing was more of the that cutter than just raw velo, but like. It was kind of a changing of the guard that when Kansas City did that, you know, the the, the Giants, again, the, the Giants with, for all their bullpen kind of, we talked about how they were kind of different mix and different looks. The best reliever that year was, was Madison Bumgarner, right? They bring Bumgarner <laughs> out to like save the day who had just pitched, you know, two days before. But I think that, 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 cha- that was a change in the way the bullpens are built and the Blue Jays bullpen has been built now uh, in a way that is, you know, they have a lot of different looks. They've got guys that can do different things. Obviously, you know, Jimmy Garcia, you know, is, is more of the power pitcher model. But what I'm getting at, is, the other side of this is, so so that Kansas City team, Romo was part of like a handoff from like the older older school to the new school. 
But the thing is, and you look at the Blue Jays bullpen now, and the thing about the guys that they've got is that they the acquisition costs, like what it took to get them, is not significant, right? Like they were able to do a good piece of business to get Adam Simber. They were able to, you know, get a get, make a good trade, you know, for 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 Trevor Richards, uh, Jordan Romano was, you know, Rule Five kind of guy in and out. Uh, Jimmy Garcia, they they were able to acquire with uh, just money. Uh, Thornton homegrown. The the big velocity guys cost to get. Yeah. And that's where the Blue Jays are now, where if they want to improve their bullpen with what it needs, it's going to cost them. And the front office needs to be okay with that because there's no other way. If you're not growing these guys and, and, and converting, you know, your kind of busted starter prospect type dudes, you know, which I think the Blue Jays will have, we've seen them trade often, right? Like Sean Reed Foley as an example of somebody who was like, that guy could have become one of these guys, but you know, that became the Mets job when they traded him for Steven Matz. So unless the other option, and I saw somebody suggest this, it was actually Stoughton. Maybe you say Kikuchi is that guy. Maybe you say Kikuchi is the, is the, is the big power arm that you're, you're able to move back into your bullpen. Now that seems a little bit scary given the fact that he has showed a little bit of not just a lack of command, but a lack of control as well at times. So is that the guy you want to move into the bullpen? But the stuff is there. So is it, is it, maybe worth your while if you're the Blue Jays to pursue another starter with the idea of Kikuchi moving into the bullpen. Tough. The, they, they do really have some tough decisions to make right there. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's clearly the exposure that they've gotten and, and we're, we're watching it. We're watching um, that they do need help in that bullpen and going back to Sergio Romo, as much as as a close friend as he is, like, I, of course I would love for him to be a Toronto Blue Jay without a doubt. That'd be awesome. Um, and and obviously when when you bring in a veteran presence like that, it goes a long way. A guy who has won, a guy that knows what it takes to win, um, it would be cool. But um, Kikuchi to the bullpen, yeah, would be scary too. Again, I threw out my name of the guy I want a, a couple of weeks ago, maybe to you and Caitlin um, and Daniel Bard. I mean, if they mm. went and got him, four million dollars doesn't cost very much. He's doing his thing in Colorado. Um, that's definitely for me a, a name to to keep an eye on. Um, it's just that, yeah. I mean, it, like the thing is that I feel like not a lot of like you're gonna have to give up some 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 young prospects if you want if you want to get some arms. I look at even like um, have you seen that kid from like uh, the, the Cleveland uh, Guardians, Emmanuel Classe? And like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Why? Why didn't we get like? We're, like, <laughs> how come we're not? We're, we don't have these these kids in our in our uh, organization. You know, you're just like, man, you're, this guy's throwing 101 controlled with a 96 mile per hour slider. Like, holy smokes! Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what the, the Jays need. Again, not just necessarily velocity, a guy that's going to come in pumping gas and not know where it is, where it's going, but more, I'm going to attack. And you know that when that guy comes in, Blue Jay fans can go. <sighs> okay, like I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I can be at ease. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to get creative. Obviously, Nate Pearson being hurt again hurts them again, and because that's a guy that they were either gonna shift into the bullpen or maybe you know slide in into that rotation because there is clearly a spot there. I mean, the, um, Stripling's obviously running away with that spot, but a Kikuchi, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, he can go to the bullpen, kind of figure his stuff out, and you can bring up a Nate Pearson and say, okay, here you go, young buck. Here's, here's, here's a uh, Here's the starters role. Go out, go and run with it. But him being hurt kind of throws a little bit of, of a wrench on things, right? I mean, you're, you're expecting this kid to finally come back, and he's he's doing 
okay in AAA, and then boom, he goes down with another injury. So you don't know what you're going to get there anymore. I mean, if you're trying to trade him, it, I mean, you're not getting anything for him right now. Um, so, yeah, I think that the, the the Blue Jays front office is going to have to get creative in how they want to approach the second half because it's that division is getting close, man. I mean, you look at the second, third, and fourth place, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh my god! Like at any given day, the, the Jays can be in fourth place. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the Red just Sox the don't lose anymore. The Red Sox have stopped <laughs> losing, and the Rays. <laughs> are the Rays where like they are hurt. They are down to, they're just pulling guys out of the minor leagues to bring them up. Uh, and they've been struggling a little bit, but they, but if you are going to count the Rays out, you're a fool. Yeah. Uh, if I like, you know, recent history has told us not to bother with that nonsense. No. So, so there's a, you know, I think that kind of putting a bow on this Chicago series a little bit, or just the, the as it relates to the relievers, both Chicago and the Yankees are good offensive teams, right? The, the, the White Sox, even though they're not at a hundred percent missing, you know, Eli Jimenez and, uh, and, and some others in their lineup. And then obviously got whacked with injuries, even just in the span of this series. Um, that's a good offensive team. And they started to really expose those cracks in the Blue Jays bullpen uh, facade. And that there is a definitely a need to, um, to uh, to improve and to to make those adjustments and upgrades in the bullpen specifically, again with the idea that like a big armed goon, someone who can just come in and put something, throw something with some hair on it. We'll be right back with more spin rate. But first, check this out. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. One thing I, I want to ask you about. So you talk about we were talking about being, be, as a as a player um, in the strike zone. What do you think about the Guillermo Martinez thing with him going out there and getting <laughs> his getting his money's worth and getting tossed I, before the game even starts? I loved it, man. I, I loved it. I love a guy that's going to stick up for his hitters and and for mm-hmm. his team. Um, and obviously, you kind of it almost seems like you he went in with that with that intention, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go and and let him have it, and he he let him have it and. And good for good good for as we call him G. Good for G going out there and 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 letting Doug Eddings know. And I think it set a little bit of the tempo. It set a little bit of the the mood for the team. I mean, when he's walking back, I'm sure the the players were like, "Hell yeah! Like we we love we love this," <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And it's honestly an easy easy work day for him. He gets to go put his feet up and watch the game on TV. <laughs> well, he's stewing but- and festering, <laughs> just so angry. <laughs> And then they get off to a seven nothing lead, and you're like, ah, maybe I should do this more often. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, but it, you know what? It, it's good to see. Sometimes you just need a little bit of a fire under your ass, and 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 a guy that that that's going to go out there and stick up for you. We've seen it. You know, we've seen Charlie go out there and 
and and and do his thing with umpires. I mean, they lead the league in ejections right now. Um, mm-hmm. I believe they have eight, and the next closest team has four. So uh, Pete Walker, same thing. I mean, he's always barking at the umpires, letting letting them have it, and rightfully so. That's part of baseball. That's just what what baseball is like you're gonna you're gonna have disagreements with these guys and obviously these guys have more authority than you do as a player or as a coach they can they can throw you out and it can change the outcome of the game but if it's anybody that's going to get thrown out it should be a coach you know because they somebody can like replace them like really quick right there and there um it's it's different when it's a player like an impact player like if a bow got thrown out or a vladdy got thrown out like Mm -hmm. that's a little Mm -hmm. different because that makes an impact on the on the lineup but uh, Guillermo getting tossed right there. It's just like, okay, go, boys, go. Let's go get it. You know, um, I did my thing. Now it's time for you guys to make me look good and go uh, do your thing. And they did. Um, again, it was a lot closer than we wanted it to be, but um, I'm glad they pulled it off because they needed this win. Uh, one other thing, actually, before we move on, I, was I wanted to know what your thoughts are on Kevin Gossman. So obviously, Gossman, I thought he looked pretty good, and there was kind of this news and information came out about him. I'm really battling the flu during his start against the against the Orioles, which is, you know, one of those one of those things that does come out and and happens, right? And and not like the, you know, not the quote unquote flu like symptoms that was always the joke that we would make when the you know, the day game after a night game or like after a long flight or whatever like <laughs> day game after a night game flu like symptoms. But Gosman said he was said he was uh, you know under the weather. But uh, the other th- the thing I want to ask you about is is the shifting. So they didn't shift him at all. Right, they they had stopped stopped shifting on Kevin Gosman, and there has been a lot written and talked about about uh, the way that other t- the teams were, you know, approach their approach against Gosman, which was to stay back, to really hit the ball the other way, um, to wait as long as they could to identify the the, the splitter. Um, you know, I think we've seen Gosman make a lot of adjustments in the last couple of times out, and he looked really good. And I think that I really am supportive of the idea that they to a support their pitcher and B to win the ball game stopped aggressively switching right-handed hitters when he's on the hill. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about, Drew. Seriously. Like when you're, when you're watching your your pitcher constantly get beat by the shift, you're like, okay, I have to make an adjustment. I know the numbers are telling me this, but use your eye test, you know, use your eyes. You, okay. This, this is where we're getting beat. All right. Now I'm just going to let the guys kind of position themselves maybe a little bit and, and, Gosman does, you know, with that with that nasty splitter, he he a lot of guys roll over, roll over. And if they're finding the holes, obviously it gets frustrating as a pitcher. You're just like looking back, you're like, God, I mean, the second baseman should have been playing there, or the shortstop mm-hmm. should have been playing there. So um, I'm glad they're they're adjusting to him. And again, it, it, it's it's all gonna be uh, it, it's gonna be adjustments. They're gonna have you know, Gosman's still pretty new to this team, they still don't know much about him or how like how he goes about his business. Yeah. The first month was great. You know, we, we, I mean, there was nothing bad to be said, but as this season goes along as a team, as a player and all that stuff, you have to be able to make adjustments, adjustments within your guys. And you have to learn your guys. You can't just be like, okay, this is what we do. And we're going to stick to it no matter what, because then you're going to, you're, you're going to be getting beat like Gosman was at, at times. And, um, you know, and, and him coming out and saying he had flu like sim- symptoms, it's not easy sometimes to come out and, and, and pitch like that. I've, I've done it plenty of times. Um, and it's not like you can call in like and say, Hey, I, I'm not feeling good. Like, Hey, skip my start. You can't do that. Like three hours before a game time. Um, mm-hmm. so you got to go out there and battle it out. Um, and for me, some of my best games was when I was like feeling like, where I had an eight and I'd been on fluids and I, you just don't say anything. You just kind of, Hey, go out there. And I think at times it, 
it kind of slows the game down. You're just like, I feel like shit and I just want to get it over with, but I'm going to go out there and compete <laughs> and, and try not to do too much because my body doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you just don't, I, I, I recall one, one uh, game and it was in Tampa, man. I, I, I'll never forget it. I was like, I, my throat, I couldn't even swallow. It hurts so bad, like so bad. I couldn't even scream. And I was like, all right, how am I going to navigate through this? And Mm -hmm. I just, I literally was on my game that night and it was just like, okay, like sometimes when you feel too good, you're trying to overthrow, you're trying to overdo everything else. That day it was like, all right, I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to let my body just go through the motions, not through the motions, but just kind of not fight it. And yeah, it worked, but that's obviously awesome. but <laughs> you know i also had games where i felt like crap and 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 you go out there and you, you you have a stinker um but yeah i mean it's good it's good to see uh to your point uh about gosman it's good to see that they're they're adjusting the defense to how he's going to pitch and approach there's an game. old like an old computing kind of like a, uh, or just a general thing like it's uh, an old saying that garbage in garbage out mm-hmm. right and, and and i think when it comes to the shift and it comes to uh, uh, what a number one, what you're trying to accomplish, but B, you know, like, what are your inputs? What, what is it that, what's the information that we're considering when we make this decision? And when the information is changing, when it's like, okay, the spray chart says this, but what we're, you know, the, the information you know, to your point, the anecdotal or the eye test or just the results, like this is, this is, this is the approach that they're taking. So they're going to, they're going to, they're going the other way. They're not going to hit it into the shift, which now let me ask you one. This is a, a big question and one that's probably not easy to answer. <laughs> if I'm the Blue Jays and it's 2022 and everybody can hit the ball out of the ballpark and the launch angle revolution is well on its way, exit velocity, all that stuff. If I'm getting hitters to try to hit it through the hole in second base because of the way I've positioned my defense. Am I not already ahead of the game because they're not trying to hit it out of the ballpark? <laughs> that it's, 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 it's like a, it's a, I don't know if complex is the right way, but like if, if I'm getting in a, and it's the, the whole thing with like, you know, the, when they, with hitters, when they shift against hitters and it's like, well, why doesn't Joey Gallo just bunt yeah. against the shift? It's like, because he gets paid to hit home runs and because that's well, what he's that, there to do. And that's that, his, his thing. That drew and when when a when a team's gonna shift Joey Gallo, the pitcher knows like this is the way mm-hmm. I gotta pitch him. If you're gonna pitch him away, yeah, he's he can take you the other way, but they're gonna pitch him in a way where they he they know he's gonna hit into that shift every time. And mm-hmm. let's be honest, the, the way these guys throw nowadays, it's 95, 98 with movement. Um, if you're if <laughs> and 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 they're trying to jam the shit out of them. And if mm-hmm. if if Again, if you're if if they're attacking him away, 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 he's a professional hitter. He's gonna get it and be like, all right, I I can take it. Like I can't pull that pitch, but the pitchers know that the shift is where it is. He they're gonna pitch him so that he hits into it. So that's the that's the other thing. It's it it's easier said than done. Like I know people are like I've sat with friends watching games and they're like, why does he need to just bunt? Well, yeah, like you said, Drew. I mean. Joey Gallo doesn't get paid to bunt. What 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 good is that going to do? You know, he gets hit to hit absolute mm-hmm. tanks. So um, so yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where yeah, you you can play to beat the shift, but you got to have the right guys to be able to do that. And and I, but your point is a good one as well, which is that you have the pitcher you have to be able to pitch to that defense. And if I'm 
if I'm Kevin Gosman or if I'm the pitching coach advising Kevin Gosman, I'm not going to say, Hey, I know you made your money and you made your, you are one of the best pitchers in the big leagues because you throw this, this fastball splitter combo and you really, you know, throw it out, out on the outside corner and do this and do that. Uh, but we want you to th- pitch this way. Like, no, like let it, if, if you're going to let your guy do his thing, you need to make sure the defense is, is, is lined up accordingly, not yeah. just blindly being like this guy pulls it on the ground. It's like, well, there are more inputs to consider than just <laughs> this guy pulls it on the ground. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, now that we're talking about this, you know, I saw a picture yesterday on our of my friend's group chat. They sent a picture of Brett Butler and we were talking about how like amazing he was with the bat, right? I mean, a guy that mm-hmm. can control the bat really well. And I was like, wow, what a blast from the past. But those guys don't exist anymore. They really were, were, were way past that. You know, a guy that could bunt for a base hit, that could push bunt for a base hit, that can hit the hole, like. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to shift those guys, but again, he was the right guy to be able to do that. Like you can't just make Joey Gallo all of a sudden a, a guy that's mm-hmm. going to be like, "Hey, man, you got to take it the other way." No, this just doesn't happen. And and it's it, uh, which we could get into this, but it's it, to me that's a top to bottom problem through baseball, which is like, yeah, seventeen year old Brett Butler, seventeen year old uh, uh, Juan Pierre, they're not going to get drafted. They're not going to go get to play on that in that in that's in that circuit in the in those in those uh uh spotlight events if they're just smacking the ball the other way or you know if, when they've got rapsodo machines at home and they're me- measuring their <laughs> exit velocity and they're like it's like can you hit the ball 450 feet otherwise and, what good are you and the, and the other thing is that they bring up tony gwynn and i'm like come on like you can't bring up tony gwynn like tony gwynn was <laughs> he's a hall of famer like he is mm-hmm. just on another level you can't compare players like he is on a level of its own. Like he is exactly. just, the exception doesn't prove the rule. Same with Nolan yeah. Ryan. Guys are like, Nolan Ryan used to do this. It's like he was, a, there's one, there's one Nolan Ryan. One guy threw like that. One guy pitched through 300 innings a year. One. Yeah. Ask what about Robin Roberts? What about all these other guys who, the other guys who, especially in the old days, when their arm blew up and then they came back to spring training and tried to pretend like you know everything was fine and then they lost their job, you don't hear about those guys exactly in, in the old times because baseball history is littered with guys who, who who tried to go out there every day and tried to. Well, I thought it, you know you you've said it yourself. You take the ball, you're you, you know you go out there. Your job is to throw a complete game, but sometimes at what cost, right? And and, exactly. and the history is full of guys that that tried to do it the right way, and they're not aliens like like Tony Gwynn like Ichiro, like Randy Johnson, like Nolan Ryan, like those are four guys from, in, from 60 years of baseball history that, that exactly that stand out. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Great point. Let's go real quick and look ahead to what's coming up. We got the Brewers. I don't know what to make of the Brewers. The Brewers pitching is insane um, when it's healthy, but like any, every, anybody else, you know, it, it, uh, it doesn't always, you know, the health doesn't last. And, you know, the potential, you know, Milwaukee's sitting pretty. They have a very uh, similar record to the Blue Jays. Uh, not a great offense. Christian Yelich, guy, I I got a lot of time for Christian Yelich, man. I love his game. <laughs> but he's not not been the same kind of offensive player. Rowdy Telez, of course, from a Blue Jay. I don't know. What do you, what do you make of the Brewers uh, as an, uh, a team for the Blue Jays to take on? Yeah, I mean, it's a team that's obviously battling lots of injuries right now from the pitching standpoint. And... The great hitters ballpark, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. The one, the one, the one uh, series I played there, I didn't pitch there. Um, I just remember the ball; <laughs> it carries there. So this is a good time for this Jays team to again get back on the horse and 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 start raking again. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, obviously you get Manoa, 
which is a good start. He can set the tone for this series um, to to start off. And I just think that, that right now the Brewers are, are are limping around, you know. Um, and obviously they're trying to um, they're they've been battling it out with the St. Louis Cardinals. But again, I think the 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 Jays should come in and and do do their thing. I, I think they they I want to say they have the the advantage. Um, they're healthy. Their lineup. You know, they're coming off a, a good win in Chicago where they avoided the sweep. So now it's just let's 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 ride Manoa. That's that's the guy that's gonna set the tone to me. That's the that's the guy, the key guy for me tomorrow that's gonna be like, okay, like we we let's let's go off of you, big fella. We're we're gonna ride you and then we're gonna go and and we're gonna put up runs. I mean, this is the I, I don't think the the Milwaukee Brewers uh rotation. I was trying to see who who were they starting and it, it said not available for the next three days so i was like okay like what, mm-hmm. what's going on here <laughs> are they trying to keep it a secret <laughs> more spin rate coming up right after these words from our sponsors and now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct tv satellite free you see this a family watching baseball on direct tv with no satellite dish in sight let's heckle them you call that changing the channel choke up on the remote buddy i hope getting all these games on direct tv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds direct tv has the most mlb games visit directtv.com claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher availability of rsns varies by zip code and package high-speed internet service required terms and restrictions apply and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply the, the number one thing i think about when i think about miami right now or sorry milwaukee which is a, a name on a lot of blue jays fans lips especially as we discuss the the struggles with the bullpen which is josh Hader. uh you know obviously i, I mean the brewers are not going to be in a selling mode you know what i mean but there there's there are a lot of trade rumors a lot of people are, are after josh Hader uh as as just that absolute freak of a, of a hard throwing strikeout guy in the bullpen uh, who has allowed uh, how many runs? He's allowed two runs this year. Two, two runs. That's crazy. That's crazy. Two, so, two solo home runs. So, <laughs> they're, so they are. So this is who they're going to face. They're going to face Adrian Hauser, um, four two four ERA. I mean, you know. And then Saturday comes the big dog and Corbin Burns. Like that. That'll be a good matchup for the Jays, mm-hmm. I think. And and hey, you get to match up against the, the quite arguably probably the best pitcher in the National League right now, or one of the best i mean he's a reigning al cy young winner but you know the jays counter with with kikuchi so you have kikuchi has he uh, uh, he, <laughs> 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 hey man it, it's time it's time like no more excuses for this guy there there really isn't go out there mm-hmm. and attack the zone say screw everything like let's go man like uh i i, I gotta go out there and 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 do my thing and and do it at you know, whatever it takes enough of the, the bad body language, walking around the mound and, and looking around. I get it. it, it baseball, it is, isn't easy. I've been there. I, I, 2012 wasn't easy for me, but when, uh, when it was going well for me, you know, it, you're, you feel like you're on top of the world. And obviously for him, it's kind of gone in waves. It's gone up and down, up and down, up and down. 
we keep saying it. He's got great stuff and all that. But now it's, hey, let's put the big boy pants on, man. Let's go out there and compete, you know, and 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 do. Not, I'm not saying he's not competing, but it almost seems like, you know, if one thing goes bad, it's like the bad body language and you can just see it and and everyone sees it. Not just me. I, I talk, you know, different people around baseball, not just the Jays around baseball. They're like, man, what's Kikuchi? Why, why does he pitch so scared sometimes? I mean, he throws 96, 97. And again, he's got to trust his stuff. And we keep saying it. Drew, mm-hmm. we, keep, we keep saying it. Just go out there and trust it, man. I mean, some of his best games have come when he's trusted his stuff and he's attacked with the fastball. And 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 that's when you when you see him, you know, at his best. So it'll be it'll be a good matchup for the Jays and, and Corbin Burns. I'm looking forward to that one on Saturday. But again, it all starts with Manoa tomorrow. For sure. Uh, again, I think Manoa, the Manoa, the Brewers not having seen him and the Brewers having a bit of a lackluster offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, with with you know their big guy Yelich, who who's just kind of scuffling, sitting around league average um, for the year. So, uh, not what they expect from him. Uh, again, a guy with a great swing, who's just really uh, won the MVP. Was that 2019, and has kind of struggled ever since. But uh, uh, interesting game, always fun to watch. That seems like a fun ballpark to go and watch a game at too. I yeah, like everybody has a good time there in Milwaukee. The, they'll be uh, they'll be facing who? Uh, Rowdy Teles. Don't let Rowdy beat you. Because I'm sure he wants to rip their heads off. <laughs> Man, what a shame. I mean, I, I really feel like the Jays did all that they could to try to like get give Rowdy Tellez the chances to to like win the job, to to be a part of the big league team. And it just never worked out for him. But now he's he's swinging the bat well down there. And I I mean, he and, seems like the coolest dude ever. He seems like yeah, the nicest, you know, he's chillest super, dude. He, he, he's super awesome. And then Jonathan Davis, another former Jay prospect. Oh, yeah. He just got the call up when when Lorenzo Cain got, uh, mm-hmm. got DFA'd. It. Now, mm-hmm. shout out to Lorenzo Cain, who had a great career, is a really good story. And I, I really like the Brewers. We, you and I were talking about service time a little bit off before we started recording. They let... Lorenzo can get his 10 years and then they, and then they put the paperwork through. So hey, good for him. Good classic. for them. Do the right thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So exciting, interesting series coming up, but it's exciting, Drew. Oh, sorry to cut you off. It's exciting, but don't let this be one of those like, okay, you know, downer type of like, oh, we're just going to go through the motions and, and kind of, you know, the brewers are not a like top, top, top contending team. No, you got to go in there and kick their ass. Like the brewers have 30, the Brewers have 39 wins and the Blue Jays have 39 wins. It would be foolish yeah. for the Blue Jays to look past Milwaukee or look down on them just because they play in like a sad little division right now. Again, <laughs> uh, a really tough pitching staff and and don't be expecting them to give away a lot of uh, leads if you're going in there facing that bullpen with Josh Hader um, doing hate crimes at the end of the game as he does. So, <laughs> Ricky, thank you so much for taking the time. You and I will be back next week, next Wednesday ahead of Canada Day. And Caitlin and I will be back in no time flat. His name is Ricky Romero. My name is Drew Ferris Service. We will talk to you next time on Spin Break.